welcome to Palsies with Palsies. I am Becca Anderson, your palsy. And I'm Justin Hancock, your palsy. Hello, Becca. Hey, Justin, how's it going? You know, it's, we're doing pretty good on, a, on an unusual Wednesday morning record slot for us. This is- uh, Yeah, no, this is, this is not our usual time. <laughs> this feels very strange. <laughs> Uh, audience can judge for themselves whether we will be more or less coherent through this space. No promises either way. Yeah, indeed. Well, what do we have on tap, Becca? Uh, well, today uh, I'm I'm really excited because uh, there is someone else in our Zoom room uh, who's just quietly listening while we say silly things. Um, we have a a guest on on the podcast today. It's our good friend Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hey, everybody. How you doing? We're good. We're good. We're so glad to have you here. Uh, so, uh, Dylan, you want to go ahead and, and uh, introduce yourself, and, and then uh, Justin and I can say a, a little bit more about so uh, what what you're doing here. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, my name is Dylan Hargrave. I am, among other things, the uh, my favorite title is that I am the general utility player for the uh, Julian Way, which Yay! I actually have the privilege of working every week with uh, Justin and Becca is truly the highlight of my week each week. Other than that, I am a consultant for small businesses, startups, and I have also recently launched a peer discussion group for leaders with disabilities. And uh, I'm here today, I believe, to talk about uh, leadership with disabilities and being a leader with disabilities. Yes. And what Dylan doesn't know is he's falling victim to the fact that if you have been, if you are the engineer for our podcast, we will eventually ask you to be on the show. Ah, cannot escape. <clears throat> but, yeah, but no, seriously, yeah. uh, Dylan, Dylan is amazing. Uh, I, I guess I, I can talk to you instead of just about you, uh, Dylan. You're amazing. Um, the uh, uh, general utility that that uh, Dylan describes is also <laughs> known as saving mine and Justin's bacon, uh, just every week, um, reliably. So we could do just an entire podcast uh, praising Dylan, um, but I expect he would probably leave. Uh, so instead, uh, we'll we'll ask him about some of the the other awesome work that he does uh, in. Uh, his uh, peer discussion group and, and in thinking about uh, leadership and disability. Thanks. So, and I would say okay. that just to respond quickly and, and uh, jump in, Justin, is to say that uh, um, I'm happy to be here. If you would have waited another week or two without asking me, I would have started being a little salty. So I'm. <laughs> uh, um, I could certainly talk about all the amazing things for each of you um, that have brought to my life. And uh, and it is an honor to hear that you uh, consider me as a bacon saver of any sort. <laughs> Reliable bacon saver. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And uh, Dylan, I, I one thing we should probably tell our audience, our audience, as uh, we talk off air, is used to the two of us, Becca and I, talking at each other. Um, and it's rare that we have a, a third person in the booth, so to speak. So this might be a little bit bumpy. I'm just uh, 
speaking for myself to begin with, but I think um, since we are a disability uh, and uh, sort of queer-friendly and queer-centric space, um, why don't you uh, start us uh, by, like, what is your, your experience of disability? What is your... Uh, how do you inhabit disability, Dylan? Is a, a not entirely an awkward way of saying that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So great. Um, and I mean, is there an unawkward way of saying that? Um, and uh, that's a question we've yet to answer. But I'm I'm happy <laughs> to talk about it, right? Because I think something that um, you may or may not have discussed uh, on the podcast before is is that you know. It's been my experience that it's better to be asked than to for people to make any kind of assumptions, and I'm happy to uh, self-identify, and I'm sure we'll get into the value of that later in the conversation. Um, so I was born with uh, what was uh, described to me um, when I was young, when I was old enough to understand is a, a condition called a right hemiparesis, which I have learned is a. a to describe it to the layman is to say that I had a uh, a stroke in utero sometime around the fifth month of pregnancy. Um, uh, there's a, a there's like a, a functional neurological condition something. There's like another acronym I just recently learned about that sounds like it's an umbrella term, but um, I will say that I've mostly identified um, within my communities with with the with palsy people. I think it's one of the reasons why I so quickly gravitated towards you, Justin, and a lot of other people in my in my personal and professional networks, um, just because uh, there's a there's a certain crossover with our physical embodiments. Um, yeah, I I am married and I have a daughter. Um, uh, my wife and I have been married for almost uh, a dozen years, twelve years, um, and uh, um, other than that, um, uh, I. I would say that one of the unique things about my experience as a as a person with disabilities is is I've had a I've had the privilege to make significant transformations within my embodiment over the course of my life, um, and as a result, uh, oftentimes when I talk about uh, leading with disability, the automatic response I get from people is like, "Well, I never would have thought, I would have never said you had a disability, I would have never thought you had a disability, or what are you talking about, or some version of that," which. Um, uh, is always an interesting way to enter the conversation, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but yeah, so I hope that <clears throat> I'm happy to answer any um, clarifying questions. As you both know, I can go on forever. No, it does. And Becca, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, but no, the, that's very helpful. And um, uh, I, the only thing I will say is, uh, much like my wife, Dylan's wife is great and um, is brilliant, and so we both have the common experience of marrying up, which I <laughs> in, encourage all to do when it's, when it's possible to do so. But that's a different show. So uh, I'll just I'll just uh, make make the the obvious joke that I I am uh, marrying up in quantity as well as quality. <laughs> <laughs> We've been outdone again, Justin. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, no, thank you for for sharing all of that, Dylan and, and 
yeah, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, you and I and, and Justin have, have talked a lot about, you know, the, the way in which um, experiences of, of disability and, and how that changes over time and how we how we experience ourselves over time shapes how we how we show up in in different spaces and so I, I think one thing I'd, I'd love to hear you you share more about is um you know uh you know say a bit more about uh your your, your peer discussion group uh saunter more and and maybe like what what are what is the need that you saw um that you're you're trying to meet in in creating that yeah it's a good it's a good question and um and i'm happy to to do a kind of a, a brief journey over the the, the timeline of Santermore and kind of up to where we are today, um, and really uh, this, the idea of Santermore start and I actually bought the domain uh, Santermore.us back in 2018. Um, I was coming off of a, a a season of my life where I was heavily uh, engaged with uh, transcendentalist literature, specifically Emerson and uh, Thoreau. I know that there's a very specific way to pronounce his last name, and I hope I didn't butcher it. Um, <laughs> uh, there was an essay called Walking, and it just kind of talked about being out in nature and really celebrated uh, humans as as a part and parcel of nature. Um, and not to get like overly academic with it, I think there's a uh, correlation with a lot of the, the foundational principles of the Julian Way and the teachings of the Julian of Norwich. Um, that I think really encouraged me all at that point in time to uh, focus on the quality of my relationships uh, with others. And I specifically had made a commitment to be the most Christ-like partner I could be in all relationships um, around that time. And what I didn't expect to happen when I made that commitment was that I was really called to start focusing on myself first and specifically how I related to my own embodiment and and. Mm. Um, I started really diving into healthy practices and what that meant and kind of turning over all the rocks around uh, activity and rest and play and all of these things. Um, and in 2019, I was fortunate to, uh, my wife and I were fortunate to have our daughter, Camila, and that kind of transitioned into, okay, how do I really focus on um, strengthening my relationships with my family, specifically my wife, daughter, and my mom at the time. Um, uh, who were the people closest to me, my tribe, as I currently just describe them. Uh, so, you know, fast forward a couple of years, I, I quit my job. I had a full-time job and I had a uh, successful hot sauce company uh, that I shut down, shut down and quit in 2020 because I really wanted to focus on strengthening those relationships. Um, mm -hmm. in, that, in, the, in that process, I started working, volunteering for the Julian Way and then uh, made a, a stronger commitment of support to that organization. Um, and I had to spend a lot of time thinking about, well, if I was going to do something uh, that I was intrinsically motivated to do, that I could commit to 100% and that I could create a 10-year-plus a goal around, what would that be? Uh, and what came to me after a, a long period of, of thought and discussion and uh, conversation with um, my mentors was a peer discussion group for leaders with disabilities. And that's mm. what how we got to, that's the quick and the dirty of how we got to Santamore today. And Santamore is 
uh, a place where we bring together leaders with disabilities who want to build a powerful network of colleagues to learn, share, and grow together. And that's really how we identify who's a good fit. And we do this so we can define our life career <laughs> on our own terms, uh, successfully navigate transitions to new heights, and to build a community that gets more valuable with each new person who joins. And, mm -hmm. you know, I will only close my uh, introduction to Santamore to say that I've been tremendously uh, encouraged by the Julian Way and empowered to take this leap um, through my experience in that community. So I just wanted to take a time to express gratitude to both of you who have uh, helped provide, um, you know, light on the path, if you will. Aww. Well, thank you. I mean, we're, I, I think I speak for both of us. I said, like, it's been an honor to, to be with you on, on part of this journey and to, to watch Santramore grow and, and to, to be able to, to see this, you know, um, thing that is, has been, you know, a long time, uh, developing, uh, start, start to come into its own. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing in, in what you're saying, Dylan, you know, the sense of like, um, wanting to show up for others in, in, in the best way you can being, being the most Christ-like partner in, in any relationship, but also realizing that that, that needs to mean, um, working on yourself and, and being the best for yourself that you can be and, and, and developing these qualities with, within yourself. And then, and I'm hearing that in, in what you bring to, to Santramore that, you know, by, by bringing together mm -hmm. um, these leaders with disabilities, you know, and, and, and helping them, um, you know, learn to, to cultivate their, their own um, inner qualities, but in community with one another in order to, to show up as as best they can for, for one another and then beyond that and in, into their lives and i think that that's that's just such a, a wonderful way to approach things yeah becca um and thanks for uh for clarifying what you heard and i would just wanted to go back to you asked about the need um and i yeah. didn't to uh to forget that so you know how i identified the need was again kind of through a, a a series of personal experiences and ultimately this is sheds better light on how i found the julian way and that's mm -hmm. to say that whenever i was at the helm of uh, my last business which was a hot sauce company i had some partners and we were in a an annual strategy retreat and at the end of the retreat um the proposition was made to use the brand to promote disability awareness and at that time, like in that moment, I had a wave of shame just rush over me because I realized mm -hmm. that nobody in that room, except for maybe one person, like knew that I had lived with a disability. And I was ashamed that I had underplayed that part of my identity to that point. You know, I, I had, I was raised mm -hmm. by and large in an environment that, um, uh, if not explicitly, implicitly had had taught me to uh, win in doubt, pretend I was able-bodied and white, which I, I now yeah. identify as neither <laughs> uh, uh, in general, right? These things are contextual. But um, what what that ended up leading me to do was a, a big deep dive on what are the needs for 
for people like me and, you know, to mm-hmm. put the t- label on myself as a, a leader living with a disability, that's what I was most interested in, in seeking out. Um, and I will plug the uh, the Julian Way book as a way to understand like all of the different intersections and uh, models of disability that I didn't know at the time. But what I did learn was through a series of ex- exploration of different organizations. I actually had traveled halfway across the country to visit one. And uh, when I got there, uh, the person I spoke to said, you need to speak to this guy, Justin Hancock in Dallas. And I said, oh, Dallas, that's a lot closer to where I live. And also <laughs> back halfway across the country. So when I got home. Uh, he connected Justin and I, and um, I really kind of found that this is the, the, the bleeding edge of uh, what I think is valuable um, uh, social justice work and around, uh, you know, being a, a leader with disability and and um, creating a better narrative um, for how we, we work together and, and create a space for ourselves. And ultimately, the need I found that I believe Santramore fills is just a, a way to say, um, Using a term that I'll borrow from Justin, that the the ADA or the American with Disabilities Act is the floor and not the ceiling. If we're going to design mm-hmm. something for us, it needs to be designed by us. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I want to create leadership models that are designed by us because I ultimately believe that that will create greater access for people who don't even know that they can take advantage of it at, at this time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. All of that. I, I'm hearing so so many different th- things in there and, and uh, different directions that that we could go. And like, you know, so I, I think to to just name some of them that like, um, you know, that that sense of uh, shame around disability, and and then like realizing like, oh, I I need to explore this. I need to identify with this, or or mm-hmm. need to you know integrate this more into my life is, is something I, I so relate to, you know, I've, I've, I've talked on this podcast before about, um, having a similar imperative growing up of feeling like I needed to try to appear able-bodied as, as often and as best as I could. Um, and, and coming to realize like that just really wasn't serving me and, and was really, doing a disservice to to myself and and to other folks with disabilities and so i'm i'm hearing like you know a as, as a place to you know help people explore that and, and say you know that this is a space where you you can name your disability <clears throat> you don't have to work in an environment where where you never disclose that to anyone anybody but one person and then, yeah, also that that sense of like, you know, we'll we we need more accessible spaces. We we need uh, a a world that is that is filled with um, all of the the access and and joy that we can imagine. And and who better to build it than than us? And and how do we how do we get there? You know, leaders with disabilities need to be equipped to to do that to to be bold in in all of the the changes that we can make and the things that we could design. I I want I I when you were telling the story, Dylan, I was compelled to sit in that moment at uh, 
the hot sauce company when you had that experience. Um, <clears throat> and prim primarily, I think uh, the three of us have discussed both on air and off in various contexts having a similar disability experience growing up. I mean, I, for mine, for my just to kind of contextualize and uh, set myself in the narrative, um, mine never felt hostile towards disability, excuse me, towards disability, but mine, I was surrounded by able-bodied folks, so I just sort of like said, this is the golden mean, and here I shall stay, and here I shall strive, and uh, mm -hmm. and that's just sort of uh, what carried me along through my narrative for really until I was 30, I was married at 26 in 2008, so until I was about 30, uh, really, was this disability is a part of my life. I'm not ashamed of who I am, but I am not going to center myself. And I know for me, uh, it took the influence of finding another adult human who mm -hmm. uh, very clearly lived with disability and was not like, was not <laughs> in a hospital or in some sort of state of medical crisis to sort of awaken uh, my own place in the disability community. So I guess my question around that long uh, rambling and back to the story that Dylan, when you had that moment of shame and or recognition, was it instantaneous for you or was it, uh, did it sort of dawn on you over time as a process or, or both? Uh, I bet you can both guess that I'm going to choose the both and. Uh, <laughs> uh, because, yes, I mean, instantaneously, it was like, I mean, it, 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 became, it, became, it was instantaneous in the way that, like, you know, there was this the the sense around the table that I got and again this was from my own projection of the situation where there was like oh this is like you know uh, there was an element of like uh of, of pity right mm -hmm. and I was just like well does anybody realize like how hard I've had to work to build this company and you guys are now all re reaping the the fruit of it like what a, do we want to talk mm -hmm. about that you know it's not just sure. about you know how do we um you know donate write a check to like the largest um you know, most well-known organization, oldest organization that helps uh, people with disabilities. And ultimately, I think that they were mostly thinking about de developmental disabilities, just to name it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just, it, the immediate response, to be specific, was like, how do we define disability? And I even asked my partner at the time who I launched the company with, who um, has his own challenges that I won't, um, you know, name here or tell his story. But I asked, I asked him, I was like, do you identify as having a disability? And, you know, and he's like, oh, well, he gave his answer. And um, so I started immediately kind of just trying to figure out how I defined it in my own uh, mind. And mm -hmm. that unfolded over time um, to, you know, uh, 
I think the 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 most the, the other emotional anchor on that like lineage of experience was you know when I got pulled in uh, to the same boardroom and and kind of had gotten uh, got my wrist slapped about a, a a personal photo a, a photo I put on my personal Facebook page where I was mm -hmm. I was um, you know topless, I guess you can say it while I was wearing a speedo. Right. And the person, <laughs> the, my, my partner at the time didn't think that was appropriate. And right. And I just had this other reaction. Cause I've been further along in the journey. I was like, you know how hard it's I've had to work to get that body. And like, mm. I can, I can display it any way I want to. Right. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, but that felt like more of an oppression than even the suggestion to, to support, uh, you know, um, and highlight disability because I, I I willingly and do, do not regret diving into the opportunity to use the brand to promote disability awareness um, in oh. any way possible. Let's sure. be completely honest. But mm -hmm. when you talk about my personal experience and and that timeline, those were the two major anchors. It was like, what does it mean to me to to identify as having a disability, and then to what degree do I have? Uh, uh, you know, have I earned the the right to display my body how I want to, right? I mean, mm. that's a, those are that's a very nuanced <clears throat> and complex Venn diagram of situations. I'll admit. Um, yeah. But I, I hope that clarifies kind of uh, what you were asking, Justin. Um, but I would say that in, in on an even longer timeline, um, I think we're all still asking those questions. I mean, on a, yeah, on a regular sure. basis. Yeah. Well, and. The thing, the thing that's funny about that is you in your answer, which was great and exactly what it needed to be, you gave us uh, seven podcast uh, <laughs> ideas within that one answer because uh, you know um, I did not start the Julian way wanting to do economic justice economic justice found me because I I wanted to do disability ministry. I did not yeah. start doing disability ministry in order to talk about bodily autonomy and the connection and tension between that and community. Bodily autonomy and the connection between community found me because so it's all of a piece and uh the only other thing I would say before I invite Becca back in uh, to the uh, to the conversation uh, is that you know it just strikes me the the humor in this both in the way that you found the Julia way, Dylan is you found the Julia way because a buddy of mine who was in Portland at the time and it still is told you, hey, you should talk to this dude in Dallas. And what a turn, like that five-minute turn uh, turns the cosmos. So I guess I would say, you know, that really just, I'm thrilled, I'm thrilled by pulling on one thread and then the mm -hmm. rest of the world sort of unspools before you. And that's just, uh, we're very careful in, around here how we talk about deity and, uh, you know, because we've got listeners who are Christians and of all stripes and all types, mm -hmm. but it really does, something's going on uh, 
when we can sort of unspool the thread and it's cool to hear stories like that yeah absolutely like i'm i'm hearing in in all this how you know everything is connected to everything else you know we we as as people you know the 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 ways that we we get connected to one another uh feel just so incredibly serendipitous and but then yeah also like the these ways in which you know leadership and running a company gets connected to questions of bodily autonomy and to questions of like who are the leaders in the room and and what does it mean to to give money to the disabled you know like and dylan you can correct me if i'm wrong but like you know part of what i'm hearing in this story is that like it sounds like that boardroom was was kind of framing things as like you know oh like we've you know we've got this success how do we share it with other people how do we share it with different people who are not us and and you were suddenly like wait but like (laughs) is it us (laughs) yeah that's exactly it how how did you get inside my head four or five years ago that how did that happen why do you do that all the time becca No, but like, uh, I, I, mean, I think that makes so much sense that like, you know, it, that, that's something that I, I, I think about all the time when I'm reading disability theology that's written by non-disabled people, which is a whole episode that we could do as well. Um, but like, there's always that us and them language going on of, you know, the we is the non-disabled people and the they is the disabled people. And I'm reading as a disabled person going, I'm not in this we. <laughs> like, this, and, you're, and you're talking about me and I don't necessarily identify with all the statements that, that you're saying as, as definitive. And, and yeah, like I, I think it, it can feel really disconcerting to, to be you know, in, in that space of, um, you know, somebody is somebody has drawn lines of of you know wh- where is the the non disabled space and where is the disabled space and those lines are never as clear as they think they are. There's there's always mm-hmm. so there's there's always disabled people present in a space where you think they aren't, <laughs> and and there's there's not such a clear like we are we are the ones giving to to the disabled mm-hmm. the disabled people are contributing. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I, I hear that. And um and thanks for clarifying. And Justin, I just wanted to just, just touch back because I feel feel called to, you know, this experience of the how we met and you know the the details that are that are left out of that is that you know I was I was staying in Portland on vacation. I was uh, way across town. And um, you know, I got up early and you know, my wife was sleeping in by by any other standard, I, I probably could have or should have been sleeping in, but I decided to hop on a bus and go over there and and take a meeting. You know, and it took a lot of de- it took a lot of me deciding to do things that like weren't really practically laid out for me to do. Um, <laughs> and I can't define that other than you know as 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 being called to do that by by God, right? However you want to name her, you know. Um, and uh, and so I think that 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 is also as we're having this conversation for me is is like the seed of my uh, leadership as a person living with disability. I mean, because there's the public transit a- aspect of it. There's this like overcoming like all this ableism stuff just to even get there. 
Um, and also just, you know, the willingness to, to, to find somebody to sit in a room who isn't, you know, um, even like using Justin's uh, terminology before isn't, isn't hospitalized or otherwise in some kind of medical crisis. You know, that was such a unique experience for me at that time. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, Dylan. And I, uh, I'll, I'll just sneak in one more, one more comment to say that like, yeah, sure. go ahead. I, I think that that feeling of, of connection and, and of um, meeting one another, like I, I don't know that I would have named it this way to, at, at the time, but like, I think I definitely felt a strong sense of call when I when I started really interacting with other adults with disabilities as well, in the sense that, you know, I, and I, I think I heard this in what you were saying earlier too, Justin, that, you know, when I was growing up, there was always a sense of like, okay, like I need to advocate for my own accommodations, but like, I don't want to do it too much because I don't want to center myself. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, somebody who, who doesn't take up more space than I should, quote unquote. And, you know, so like, if this thing isn't fully acceptable, accessible, it's fine. I'll deal with it. And then as soon as I was in community with other disabled people, I was like, oh no, no, they need these things. They need access. And then I was like, oh, oh, maybe I also need access. Like, maybe maybe if, if I think these things matter so much for other people, if I feel so called to, to do that for others, maybe that means the things that I need are also important. Mm, wow. Uh, I was just reflecting um, on, well, so many things, as I, as I said before, we're trying to be aware of time and recording in the middle of the day in the midst of other meetings. So this might be uh, slightly shorter than we'd want to go. But um, just to say, folks, it just hit me as Becca was talking and reflecting on what Dylan had said. Um, these are the two people in this room on this podcast with me right now with whom I have the most bananas connection stories in my life. Um, <laughs> and that's a whole podcast in and of itself. And Rebecca and I mentioned on this, I kept trying to tell Rebecca no. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and God would not let me. <laughs> every time we talked i was like yeah no there's, there's not going to be another conversation he's, he's gonna be like yeah th this is this is no and then you'd be like yeah, like let's let's start and i was like okay i'm i'm not pushing this <laughs> uh, so it, it just is so it's so strong what you said rebecca that that evolving sense that it's so much and I think that's how, how uh, sneaky justice um, in the hands of God for this context can be. Because we start out like as disabled people, I mean, doing emotional or origami and trying to fold ourselves mm. in so many pieces where we're the smallest possible presence on the universe stage that we can be and we're willing to help help others and we begin to unfold and we begin to unfold and then god god goes now these are those people are important and i'm glad you're here to steer them but i need you to know that 
this is not just for them or maybe not even primarily for them. Uh, mm -hmm. These are your needs too. And so, um, Dylan, I'm just curious. I know Santamore isn't in its infancy per se as an active uh, process and group, but um, I'm gonna ask you to dream with us for a bit. If we take you five years into the future and God is like, hey, Santamore was a win and it's thriving. What is it doing in five years? Uh, yeah, it's a great question. It, it, I will I will buy myself some time to think to say like it's a question I ask every uh, I ask four or five people a day about their businesses. Um, <laughs> so you would think that I'd be more prepared to answer it, but um, uh, no, I can speak I can speak true to my heart, right? So, I mean the the idea behind the the Santermore model is that you know once we get to ten people. Uh, in this initial group, and we're meeting with any kind of regularity, ten active participants. Uh, we want to spin off into uh, to other uh, groups, into other communities that maybe meet in a different location or a different city or a different state. And and in five years, you know, to to dream big and to take all of the uh, the governors off, if you will, the engine, and to just throw a bunch of jet fuel in there. Um, I would say we are, we would be well on our way to being one of the, uh, a tool for one of the leading consulting firms in the world. And I, what I say, and that may sound like a big departure, but what I really expect it and what I really vision for the Santamore project is to say this, is that, is that we as members of teams, as communities and families, we are all currently going through a major transition coming out of the pandemic. We are almost always, and in my life, and I think we are all of an age to say the rate of technology, change in technology is, is kind of creating this constant sense of transition. And if we're going to develop systems, particularly people systems, to, to manage kind of this constant transition, we need to completely rewrite the, the rule book. And so my goal is to have all of these Santamore groups influencing how all organizations, how all communities, how all teams, and how all families interact with each other. And I would like to think that in five years, we're well on our way to achieving that. Wow. Amazing. I, I love that. And I am so here for this world. And if, if other people uh, listening to the show are, are also uh, here for that vision and, and want to know more or want to know how to get involved, uh, how can they reach you, Dylan? Yeah, so I think the uh, the best way to do, to get to find me is through the website uh, santamore.us. It's S A U N T E R M O R E dot U S. That's the website. You can you can contact me there. Um, I'm I'm easy enough to find. You can uh, search me on uh, Facebook or Instagram if you know um, Justin and Rebecca. Feel free to reach out to them, and they can connect you to me, but, uh, but I'm available. And if there's one thing I like to do more than anything else, it's to connect with others. So don't hesitate to reach out. Well, you know, as we, as we land the plane and uh, on this portion of an ongoing conversation, I'm sure this episode 
sounds like nothing more than a beginning and a conversation we will return to again and again and again. Um, because I'm just, uh, you know, back then I've been privileged to be like side along slightly voyeurs to this process and peek in the window and go, Dylan's doing some cool stuff. I wonder what that part of the machine <laughs> is over there. Uh, but it really, I, I'm amazed at the scope and the, the vision and the, and the hospitality um, that you demonstrate in the in the center of all of this is really amazing. So uh, don't go anywhere, Santamore, or keep growing and just know that we'll be back. Uh, yes, absolutely. We will definitely bring you back, Dylan, to... to tell us more about uh how how it's all going so thank you so much for for joining us for for the beginning of of this uh this conversation it's it's been a, a genuine pleasure and and justin um you know I, I want to leave the listeners with a little taste to say next time we talk about it you can start reporting from inside the machine and we can have a different conversation and you can <laughs> let me know how you think it's going yeah there you go <laughs> What one hundred percent, my friend? Well, guys, I, as always, thanks for joining us on this journey. Uh, you can find Palsies with Palsies on Apple Music, Spotify, uh, Simplecast, uh, Google Google Podcast, soon to be Amazon, probably within the next week or so. Amazon Music, basically. Um, anywhere you can get podcasts and we're, we are expanding every day as by the grace of God, our audience continues to grow, but it's been such a uh, joy to be with you as always go out and put some good into the world and, um, just be yourself for the rest of this week. And thanks for coming along for the ride guys. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.